0: Hello and welcome to Beyond the Bio. Today I am joined by Vicky Woucher. Vicky is committed to helping people understand how money works and gain real financial security. She started her property investment journey in 2004 and is now an author of five books, which led her to become a finalist in the Business Book Awards in March 2020, as well as being named in The Telegraph's Top UK's 25 Most Influential People people in property. Vicky is also the host of A Wealthy Life podcast and is an international podcast speaker. In this episode, we talk about what it takes to write five books, some ideas around launching and the opportunities that writing a book has created for Vicky. Let's get stuck in. So welcome Vicky to the show, it's great to have you on and we are going to be talking book magic today and you have a lot of book magic because you have five books, (laughs) five, that is a lot, I don't think I know anyone that's, that's, uh, maybe one person that's written that many, that is a lot of books.
1: How long does it take you to write your books? Oh that's interesting, it's less about how long it takes to write and how long it takes to I suppose, construct the content in your head. Because if I've got the idea, some of these books I literally wrote in a week. I sat down, I gave myself a week's holiday, holiday, business holiday, as in no other things would go in my diary. And I sat down in the morning and I just wrote and wrote and wrote and could type about seven to 10,000 words a day. And we just do it all week. And then you've got more content than you need. So you put it to bed for a week and then come back a week and then pick out the bits and trim it up and then send it off to the editor who then hacks it to pieces <laughs> and turns it into something that's very readable. Wow, that's amazing. And was has that been the same for, for all of your books then?
0: Has that been the same sort of process that you followed?
1: Yes, although I suppose the, the last book, The Wealthy Retirement Plan, which I wrote in 2018, I was on a lot of drugs at the time and it took me a lot longer to do.
0: If I just explain... Legal like, ones? Or, yeah, yeah no, no, <laughs> maybe no, give no, us a yeah. bit of context for that, Vicky. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it won't be a therapy session, but I had a lot of surgeries lined up for 2018 and I knew that... I wasn't going to be able to perform in a way that I would want to for my clients. My existing clients knew and were quite happy Mm poodling along in the background, but I wasn't going to be in sales and driving and growing the business mode. So I planned that I would use 2018 for product creation, business strategy, rethinking, and all of that sort of stuff. And I think I probably wrote closer to 100,000 words. The book was twice... A sensible size. And that was after the first edit that I'd done. And then we really, really had to work much harder to hack it. So my advice, if you're going to write a book is create your idea in your head first, schedule time to write it. Don't take drugs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Great advice. <laughs> very clear, very
1: succinct. So are all your books are similar length. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the wealthy retirement plan has still ended up a bit thicker. But yeah, they're all, and they're all produced so that they're all the same height. um, And they're all moving over gradually to the same branding. So, of course, I did one lot of branding. And I think probably to put some context in this, I wrote these books, I think probably the very, very first version of book one, I wrote in 2010. Then I rewrote it in, 2014 and then 16 and then 18. So every couple of years I rewrote it and I would write completely new content because I'm just odd like that as opposed to editing it. And then in between in 2012, I wrote the second book. And then I think I also wrote the third book that year. And then there was a gap. And then I wrote the fourth book in 2018. And there was a, a story, which is book number five that sits in the middle. So it's not It's not that they're all written at the same time. They're spaced out. They've been rewritten as new editions, rebranded, relaunched. And there's a very specific reason for that. When you write your very first book, unless you've got a massive database and you're absolutely brilliant at marketing, or obviously you work with someone like Sophie and her team, it's very hard to get the Fifty Shades of Grey style of volume and when I wrote my first book, I asked people who had books, how many copies should I print? What can I expect? No one tells you, in part because they don't want to, you to know just how few books they are actually selling. And, and just because I suppose we're weird. And it's it didn't matter who I asked. There was no clear answer. So the very first book back in 2010, I ordered 500 copies and they showed up in my front room. And then I went... Okay, so I suppose at some point what we've got to do is sell these things. How does that happen? Obviously, by the time I've moved on, it's much easier now. You can work with a publisher. You can do it yourself via Amazon and Kindle and Books on Demand and all of that sort of stuff. But that back end is actually more important in a way. Get your words out. Lovely. But if nobody reads your words, that's a huge shame. And if you've put all of those words into a book, that was a huge expense which you're not going to get the return. Return on the cash invested, but equally the return on the time invested. So I think it's more about that strategy. So you said, how long does it take? It's that planning process. Who am I writing to? What way do they want me to write to them? How do they want me to speak to them? Do they want me to be very formal? Do they want me to be in the third person? Do they want it to be very personal? My story, I did this, I did that. I'm not sure that that's A good way for a business book myself and when I've got the book to them are they going to want the printed version are they going to be kindle readers you know so really thinking through that book and another thing I think and maybe I'm being controversial here is it's all well and good writing the book but if no one buys it as I said that's the shame and so pricing becomes an issue and sometimes I see people write books and they charge $19.99 for a book because it's full of value. And I understand it's full of value. I would say my books are full of value. I think my books are worth thousands of pounds worth of value, have cost me tens of thousands of pounds worth of time, education, and experience to get the knowledge to summarize it for you. But most people have a price point that they feel comfortable at. And I think something sub-10, preferably something you know, somewhere above five to seven, that sort of price, makes your book accessible for a printed book. You'll get guidance by your editing team, your publishing team. If you're doing it direct with Amazon, they'll actually give you a, a lowest price that you can be allowed to sell it at. You're not going to make your money out of the credibility that the book gives you, the opportunities that it attracts and the doors that it opens. That first book, speaking gigs, out of the speaking gigs, I'm then talking live to my audience so they could have read my book. They come along, they see me perform. They go, oh yes, I do trust you. I want to work with you. There's the business. And at the book launch of my second book, Property for the Next Generation, I met a man who came along to the book launch Uh, I tied it in with the back of a keynote talk at the business show in Excel in London. And he became a client. And as a client, he was worth £40,000 to me. Now, he got the book for free by coming along to the launch event. And the launch event happened to be free because I was speaking at the business show. And the business show, I arranged with them that I could do a seminar that would also be my book launch to attract people in blah, blah, blah. And that was worth £40,000. That's more important than by the time Amazon's taken their cut, you're getting £1.99 off the back of a book.
0: That's that's great advice because I think some people who are thinking about writing a book do think, oh, it's going to make all this money. And the reality is, and it's not always the case. Like I know people that have written business books that have actually made money from the sales, but... I think more people that I know have made their money through the opportunities that the books led to, exactly like the one that you've just described there. Really interesting your your idea or your example there around leveraging a an event to run to run a book launch with with five books. Is was that the best way to launch it? Do you think? Have you got any top tips around how to do a great
1: launch? I think it would certainly have been the um, it was the cheap. Well, was it the cheapest? Because well, yes, I suppose it was free because I paid to be at the event and I was at the event anyway. Anyway, So technically it cost me nothing to be at the event to hold the book launch and I didn't have to provide food or drinks or any of that stuff. So definitely the cheapest. Uh, I think I've probably had greater numbers attend when I've actually put on an event. So picked a venue, in a sense, sold an afternoon of training first so that there was a a combination event. And then those people were then invited to the book launch afterwards, and then other people were invited to the book launch. And then there was a ticket. I think I probably charged 20, 25 pounds, something like that. That got you a book, a drink, and the the canopies that were there that evening. And then, of course, you do a talk to thank everybody for coming, and here's my book, and this is why you need to read it, because obviously they're all going to have it. You want to make sure that they read it. Uh, So I think that would be fine. But I I think equally, obviously, with the Wealthy Retirement Plan book, because it was off my face. um, Oh, no, I did. There you go. See, I was so drugged up. I forgot. I did do a launch, but I did the launch in January 2019. Yeah. So I did do, again, just that one. That was quite easy. I hired in King's Cross, London. I thought King's Cross is quite a prominent station. There is a pub there that is, I'm forgetting the name of it now, uh, something to do with the railway lines. And I hired the first class lounge, as it was called. And they've got rooms at the back. And um, the first class lounge put all the tables around the outside, all the food around the outside. Got about 30, 35 people there at the time. And And again, what's the point of your book launch? Because the the problem with a book launch is if you do it the way I've done it in the past, I'm going to invite you to come along and then I'm either going to charge you a ticket and give you a free book or maybe I'm going to sell you a book or I might sign books and give you a book and not charge you a ticket, whatever I want, right? That does nothing for your rating on Amazon. What you actually want is a social media campaign that drives everybody and this is the way people do it and it's certainly the way I've learned to do it and I did it with that last book. You have the Kindle ready. You launch the Kindle on a set day and you do your all your social media promotion and get everybody to buy the book, the Kindle, at 99p. 99p gets you into the top 10, maybe a number one book, rising bestseller. You grab all the screenshots. You then have your team add Amazon bestseller badge, you ab- advertise number one, Amazon best. Genuinely, it is. I've got all the evidence to show it. You put that on the hard cover then of the book. Then you print your books. And now you've got a hard copy book and a Kindle version of the book with the new cover saying Amazon number one, and you've got screenshots to back it up. So, so your advice is to do the, the, the printing once you've got the bestseller badge on it. I feel it. so, yeah. And the other thing is unless – so again – the number of different types of people that are going to be in your audience listening to this podcast, depending on what you're going to do with the book. Now, if you are an actual paid corporate speaker and you show up at gigs and you you speak to IBM or Shell or, or Google or whoever, and as part of that, you give away your book on the way to be the best employee or whatever it is, Your book is therefore paid as part of your speaking gig. Your book is free. Then you go to whoever you want and you print quality versions of the book that you are then going to give out. And if it's 100 people and you want to sit and you write them all, you do. And you're not putting any of that through Amazon. Amazon is just then your normal marketing channels for strangers to come in. If you don't have the intention of taking vast quantities of your books to specific events, let's say you have a twelve-month plan, you've not got all these speaking gigs lined up. You're not going to take great lumps of the books there. You can then have the books just coming out through Kindle or um, Amazon's print-on-demand version. And so, actually, it's quite easy to get your logo on at that point. It's quite easy to send all of this stuff out really quickly. There might be a bit of a lag. Um, and what I did for the book launch for that book. I think I had already – I'd have to go back and check for pictures. I think I'd already done the get me to Amazon number one and then quickly printed just 100 copies because sometimes it depends on the volume as to how quickly a printer can fit you in. Just ordered a quick 100 copies in order to give them as gifts for people coming. But the rest of the books, it depends what matters to you. If you make 10,000 a speaking gig and you're going to give your books away for free – Really, the book is a tool. It's your business card that is going out to the audiences that you speak to who already love you because you've done such an amazing job speaking to them. You don't really need to worry about Amazon and Amazon sales because effectively your sales are through the speaking and the book matches you up. If you're doing it the other way around, which I did in the early days where I hadn't got a a planned speaking career, and the book actually gave me the speaking career, then the book is the tool, the business card still, but I need Amazon's help because if people don't know me, don't know that I'm an author, they can go find me on Amazon, look up Vicky Wachey. They could look up property investing. They could look up how do I retire early, wealthy retirement, property for my children, all of those different titles that I've done, and my books would pop up, and then a stranger will find me. Then the stranger buys the book, and then depending on how good you have been at the construction of the book, you attract that person into your ecosystem. So you have Mm -hmm. something in the book that they can go to and download. So there is uh, an audit in one of the books there are materials in another book. Every book that I've got has got something that's on my website that you need to go and log in to uh, access. And that well, way, extra been, value there. Yeah, mm. that way I've then got got to know who you are. When you mm. speak at an event, you can ask for a list in the audience, and then you could communicate with them. Depending on who the client is, if you're at Amazon and you know this person's bought my book, I don't know that that person's name was Sophie.
0: Uh, so with your books then, I'm just kind of making some uh, assumptions based on, on what you've been saying. Did you use a publisher for the early ones and now do you publish yourself?
1: No, I actually use a publisher all the way through. Okay. Have you used the same the same one? I've used different ways of publishing. So there was a whole okay. batch of the books. So book number one, edition two, edition three, book number two, edition one, and book number three edition one (laughs) We're all with one publisher and that publisher was a more formal they had their own imprint um and they had their own printers and we worked on the strategy and then they shaped it and then we had an editor and everything else and i would say each book cost bearing in mind this was 2010 to about 2016 they cost around six seven grand a book Okay. Then I moved over to a different publishing house at the time. They didn't have their own imprint, although they have now, and it was a much more collaborative project we were We really worked on them together and rebranded them. but yes, all the way through, I've not done anything where I have written the book and then maybe just had someone spell check it or something. I think if you're going to raise your profile and use the book to be your credibility, good grammar, spelling check obviously, but also things like if you say that you're going to do something here and you're talking away in a chapter, make sure that you do pick it up if you picked it up. Make sure that each chapter is properly introed and outroed and make sure that you've only got, you know, three pieces of content in each chapter. Make sure that the paragraphs are clear, that they start well. Don't use jargon. Don't use common language, stop using and and off course, all of that makes such a difference to how you read the book. Yeah, very good advice. I feel
0: like we've covered we've covered a lot um already, which is amazing. But just, just finally, have you got any advice for anyone that's thinking about writing a book? They're sat there, they're
1: inspired by you having written five. What what would you tell them? Something somebody said to me once. Do you feel that you have something that you could share with other people that would make their lives better in some way? If the answer is yes and you've not written a book, why are you being selfish? Yes, your facial expression. That is exactly what it did to me, and I still get goosebumps when I say that sentence back out loud. It was like a slap in the face because if you're not writing a book, it's about your ego. It's not about serving your client or your prospective client. That's so interesting. Very good
0: advice. So hopefully that will inspire some people to take action and start their planning and get their book written. Thank you so much for for joining me, Vicky. Where's the best place for people to find you? Where do you hang out? Mostly in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> they're not going to come oh, and
1: find in the garden. That'll there. be a bit no, weird. No, okay. <laughs> that probably would be a bit weird and a bit stalkery. Obviously, online. So, you've got the website, which is quite simply com, And uh, Sophie will very kindly spell all that out for you. Um, but also on all the socials. So, I'm a bit more casual on Facebook. Um, I'm doing my best on Instagram. And heaven help me, I suppose I have to get on threads. Uh, (laughs)
0: did you LinkedIn
1: LinkedIn? oh yeah LinkedIn but I'm not I'm not a huge fan of LinkedIn YouTube yeah I YouTube it as well so i mean pretty much with a name like mine if you just google me you'll find me
0: yeah well we'll pop some links in the show notes so it's super
1: easy for for people to find to mention of course my podcast
0: how could i forget that oh well we'll definitely need to to pop a link to that what's what's it called it's called
1: a wealthy life and it's of course on amazon and apple itunes and all of that yes podcast perfect we will include a link to that also thank you you Thank you for listening.
0: If you're serious about growing your profile, take our free profile assessment quiz to see where you're at right now and get hints and tips on how to improve your score. You'll find the link to the quiz in the show notes. If you've enjoyed the episode, it would be mint if you'd subscribe, like and leave a review. See you next Monday.